This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Off the Record with Paul Hodes here on WKXLAM and FM streaming live over the intertubes. And archived at nhtalkradio.com, coming to you today from our fabulous studios high atop Concord's fabulous Main Street, where the elite meet to eat and greet, and brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. Join a tour. Celebrate life at the Birches. Call 224-9111. I'm joined today by the irrepressible, the irreconcilable, the irremediable, Chris Ryan. What's up? What's up, Concord? Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan. Shout out to Chris Ryan. So, Chris, I got a list. I got a list of like 43 people here. And these are people whose names have been mentioned to run for president in the year 2020. Am I one of them? And I want to talk about it. Oh. I want to talk about these people because we've seen a number of them here in Conked, Conked, spelled C-A-W-N-K-I-D for those who need a spelling lesson. It's Conked. So if you're thinking of running for president, do not come to our town and say, I'm so glad to be in Concord and I'm going to go up north and visit Berlin. You've got to learn to speak New Hampshire. Going to go up to Bethlehem to see where Jesus was born. You gotta, you gotta learn to speak New Hampshire yep. if you're coming here. I'm going to Berlin, and welcome to Concord. So, welcome to Concord for all you presidential candidates. So, let's talk about some of the people who've been here and, and some who've not. Let's start with our most recent two visitors, Senator Jeff Merkley from Oregon. I know Senator Jeff Merkley from Oregon. I had breakfast with him. You took a picture with him. I saw you and your child. I hope. I mean, I mean, pandering to Jeff Merkley with your child, and he looked like a real presidential contender, smiling at the child. Quite the opposite. Was chi- smiling. I, don't think I was the one smiling at the child. Liam. You were. You're pandering. You I, and you do that, but that's okay. That's part of your job as a reporter to worm your way into the affections <laughs> of the presidential candidates yeah. before you hit them with the zingers. You can trust me. Zingers, you zingers. Me, it's like you did. Never, to Kel- it's like you did to Kelly Ayotte in the debate. I'm never going to do anything to you. That please. famous Chris Ryan. So. That question to Kelly Ayotte, which we all remember so fondly. So, don't you think Donald Trump is a role model? Uh, that famous zinger. That's single the single question that lost her the election. But back to the presidential candidate. So, Jeff Merkley was here. I had breakfast with him. Uh, he's tall enough. He wears cowboy boots. His father was a mechanic. He uh, is from a semi-rural state. 
out there in Oregon, but it's a coastal town, and people think of it as hippy-dippy liberal territory, and, and I, in fact, you might call Jeff Merkley a hippy-dippy liberal, but what a great guy. Uh, my former finance chief works for him and thinks the world of him, and I think all his positions are right, but does he have the charisma to vault to the top of the presidential contender list? Chris Ryan, your take. So he is essentially a stalking horse in case Bernie Sanders does not run. Um, and, you know, that's that's a big point. I mean, the charisma aspect of it is significant. But I remember I remember back to when Bernie um, was first considering running back in 2014. And you know, Bernie was concerned that um, he was not going to do well. He was concerned that if he did not do well, that his positions um, were going to be seen as defeated in instead of just him. And so what I'm saying basically is that before Bernie Sanders was the Bernie Sanders that we know now, he was Jeff Merkley. Um, and the difference, though, as you referenced, is the charisma aspect of things, where Bernie is very authoritative. He is very you believe what Bernie says because Bernie I'm telling you that when Bernie talks. Everybody listens because Bernie has a way of speaking right. that comes straight from the streets of Brooklyn. And, and, and it's heart, man. It's heart. It's all from the heart, it from but heart. it's from the streets and the heart. Bernie is an organizer from way back. And Bernie, you got to believe Bernie when he talks. You got to. Right. So he has Bernie has that. And I don't know what Jeff Merkley um, you know, has that's going to stand out to folks and create that connection. I think that his... His policies may be enough to do that for you know the. He was um, the only United States. Like se- he was the only United States senator. And before you tag me with any one of these hippy dippy <laughs> progressive labels, you just hold on one second there, Chris Ryan. We're not even sure where I sit anymore. So, but anyway, he was the only United States senator who endorsed Bernie Sanders. True. The only senator to endorse Bernie Sanders. So that's why you say. He might be considered a stalking horse, but I think he wants to be taken on his own merits, and he was testing right, the Right, but do you think he is possibly going to run for president if Bernie runs too? He has no national prominence, and he's not going to run if Bernie runs. Right, that's what I'm saying. Okay, next. <laughs> Tim, Tim, uh, Tim Ryan, yeah. not Chris Ryan, yeah. Tim Ryan. I, I nearly got it confused. I, I, in fact, on my sheet, because my brain isn't working, I wrote Congressman Chris Ryan. I, I saw wrote that. It, okay. I wrote it right there. There it is, it's, Chris Ryan. But it's, it's actually 2024. It's Tim Ryan, who was an Ohio congressman, tall, former football player, uh, pro-gun uh, regulation, but he's a hunter, uh, family man, um, and uh, has been in New Hampshire a lot. In fact, he got his law degree from the university, now the University of New Hampshire, then Franklin Pierce. He's been uh, visiting often. Uh, I think he's serious about running for Congress. He was the Cheshire County Spaghetti Supper guest. Uh, here he did a good job. He speaks well. He's got a sense of humor. Um, very interesting guy. Uh, trying to clearly trying to raise his profile here in New Hampshire, he took Nan- on Nancy Pelosi for the speakership. Uh, got uh, got a few votes. Uh, I think he's uh, you know he's I think he he could try to try to run for president. I don't think he's going to run. I mean, he could run for president. It seems like there's a lot of people who run for president. There's not the um, there's not a a good reason for him not to uh, to run for president. Um, I think that of the individuals that we have seen come to the Granite State so far, 
Um, there are two which, to me, kind of stand above the others as uh, individuals who have a shot at the, the nomination. One, to me, is Julian Castro. The other is um, Eric Garcetti. And, of course, Biden's been here over the last number of years and, 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 and uh, also um, Bernie Sanders. There goes Chris Ryan, the establishment hack position. Talking about your standard politicians. Okay, there's Mayor Eric Garcetti from Los Angeles, and he came in Julian Castro. He was a cabinet secretary. Whoop de doo. And yes, of course, they they have they have ethnic names. Julian Castro is Hispanic. Eric Garcetti, I guess, is Italian. So they have eth- ethnic names, and they're both ones from Texas and ones from L.A. Of course, you rule out. The real rock star who's been lighting up New Hampshire Democratic circles lately, that is not Governor Martin O'Malley, whose wattage as a light bulb is more like a fluorescent or LED bulb than a halogen. Um, But that's not going to stop him from running for president. Um, But you're leaving out Jason Kander. I like Jason Kander. Jason Kander. He has one resume piece that's missing. if If he just had one resume piece that was in there what's that you know governor or just something beyond having run a good campaign to right. be senator and a secretary of state yeah from right right, Missouri. right he lost his last election yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I jason Kander to me out of all the individuals is the most intriguing uh he's the best speaker um and i think that he is the uh, he has engaged the best and has the most interest amongst um you know grass uh, grassroots I, I don't think there's any question about that but when the other folks and he's start, been, and he's been on the ground with right, America votes, right? And they and I think that they really, really like him. But the question is, is he going to be able to sustain that when the other people start to come in and they start to say, "Well, you know, we we like Jason Cantor, but can he actually become? Maybe president? he's a vice presidential candidate. I think that that potential exists for that, and I think he's re- I think he's really, really good. I think he's really good on the issues. Um, he's good on his feet. He's, he's good, good on, on the issues. Feet. He's good with people. Yeah. And by the way, he's not just flying into New Hampshire and showing his face. He's actually doing something. He's been on the ground. And I think that matters. I think that the issue that he's working on matters. And I think the fact that he that, is... That, by the way, folks, is voter suppression. Right. I think the issue that he's working on matters to, to Democrats a lot. I think the fact that he's working so hard on it. And I think that the fact that he's working with individuals on it as opposed to here I am, I'm here to support Annie Custer or here to support Maggie Hassan in their race. And, you know, I'm also thinking about running for president, too. He's actually working on a real issue. And I think that that I, I think that Kander's one to watch. I don't think there's any question about that. But I just don't I don't see how he makes that that jump. But in a field that is huge, 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 this field, I'm telling you, people, this field is huge. You cannot, you cannot even count the number of people who are on my coattails. I am Bernie Sanders, and the field is huge because I am huge. So, um, Kander is—he's gonna—he he is going to be able to have, you know, a, a campaign that is going to have a lot of individuals who are interested in him. The question, though, is, you know, can he, can he, you know, withstand all these other individuals coming to the race? And, and there the are going to be a lot of individuals coming to right. the race. And the other thing is. He's going to have been here for years. Like he's going to have been here for like three years. Are people going to get tired of him? No. You don't think so? No. I don't think people are going to get tired of him. I think people are going to start to get to know him. And I 
I, I frankly, these days in politics, I don't think not having uh, not having held a huge office is a is a detraction. Uh, I think he's he he he's up for something. Whether or not he could top a ticket, I don't know. So then there are there are there are the some of the people usual suspects. There's Senator Elizabeth Warren. She'll be seventy one at the time of the presidential election. Lately, she has uh, toned down some of her appearances. She's not uh, quite. She's running for uh, Senate. Yeah, she's running for Senate. So she's not quite um, uh, making the kind of noise she did at the beginning of the Trumpeters Trumpifying. Trumpalicious campaign. I know this is your show, but I'm going to take over here for a second um, because that's what I do. Um, you do. I'm, Bernie I, Sanders is running for re-election in Vermont. Did you see this? He's running, I for, do. He, but he's his running. organization's in total disarray. No, 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 no. He is running as a Democrat. Yeah, because he said he was going to do that. Like yeah. I asked him when yeah. he ran for when he was running for president. Remember, he ran as a Democrat, and I said, "Does this mean in all elections moving forward, you're going to run as a Democrat?" So he is, but he's going to turn <laughs> down the nomination of the Democratic Party in Vermont and run as an independent. Right. Or he's going to be, he's, he's going to turn down the nomination. So he ran, he's going to run as a Democrat in the primary. You've got to understand my motivation here. I want everybody, at least some of the people who I want to like me or love me. If they don't love me, at least they'll like me. And I'll call myself a Democrat until I don't want to be a Democrat. And I want to be a Democrat to run as a Democrat, but if they nominate me, I won't accept the nomination. I'm going to run as an independent because I am an independent. And that's why people love me most, because I'm an independent. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty crazy. You stuff. can go figure it out yourself because I because I, I can't figure <laughs> it out either. I've asked all my handlers. I've asked my staff. Tell me, what am I doing here? What am I doing? I know I'm making a huge step, a huge step. But but what am I doing? I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I asked my wife. She doesn't understand it. And she's got all the money. I don't un- I don't get it at all. I can't figure it out. Nobody else can either. But at least I'm keeping them guessing and I'm in the but headlines. I love that. I love that. Like, you know, the only thing better than, uh, than like winning an award is like winning an award and saying, you know, I'm too good I'm, for this. I'm too good for this. Okay, So I, I win your nomination, but I'm too good for this. I don't want your nomination. There are some other people. There are other names. Other yeah. names. Okay. New York, the New York names. Sure. There's Governor Andrew Cuomo. No shot. Senator no. Kirsten Gillibrand. Her, yeah, she's got, she got a shot. She has a shot. Yeah, would the Democrats nominate another woman? Sure. Why you wouldn't think so? The, why? I mean, I don't know why we all think of things in these terms. I mean, if she's if she's the best candidate, what difference does it make she's if she's a woman or not? She's pretty tough. Dartmouth class of 1983, a prodigious fundraiser. She's made a big name for herself nationally uh, with sexual assault in the military. She is very smart. Uh, she's telegenic. Um, in other words, she looks good on camera. Um, she's been both a congresswoman and now a senator. Um, never been a governor, but you know we won't th- we won't hold that against for against her. She's a possible candidate. No, I agree. Um, I don't really know enough about her. She hasn't been here in New Hampshire to offer any sort of a definitive uh, opinion on how well she'd do or not. But um, she's she's going to be a contender if she decides to run. Okay, now on to Connecticut, Senator Chris Murphy, my former colleague. Uh, who's been uh, an, an outspoken advocate for gun control, especially in the wake of Sandy Hook, which happened in Connecticut. Um, he presents pretty well on television. He's smart. He's well-spoken, unknown completely. I don't think he has a shot at being president. I like Chris Murphy. Um, I like him I've a met lot. with him uh, yeah. on the Hill the last time I was down there. I, yeah. he's, he's good on the issues. Um, he is a strong 
uh, strong Democrat. Um, as you mentioned, gun control is a big issue. I I think again um, the. F- it's going to be interesting to see how candidates decide to run. Um, if you, there are individuals like Chris Murphy or others who, if they decide to run a strictly New Hampshire campaign, they do it like John Kasich, uh, John McCain did back in the day, and um, they kind of plant themselves in New Hampshire. Chris Murphy has the ability to connect with New Hampshire voters, and um, if he adopts that type of philosophy. In New Hampshire could act as a catapult, but is is that is that the same as it used to be? Um, okay, here we go. We got to keep going here. We got to keep going. Got to keep going. Cory Booker. I, yeah. Again, I, I haven't. I have, outside of his campaign uh, appearances here for for Hillary, I I don't really get a sense for what he would be like at um, the top of the ticket. I put him in the same category as Joe. Senator Brown. Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. Nobody knows her, but she's actually smart. She's really well liked. Not a shot in. You know what to be president of the United States, Governor John Hickenlooper of Colorado. Nobody no. knows him, but he's a good guy. Yeah, but look, you got Jeff Flake on the other side, President Flake. President Flake has flaked out again, um, but his name isn't holding him back from thinking about running on the Republican side. And uh, Hickenlooper, just because he's got a name like that, he's been governor of a state that's increasingly Democratic. Uh, an important state. He's a really good guy, really smart on the issues. Do you have leaning, any idea how leaning, powerful the pro marijuana lobby is? That's good for that's good for ten thousand yeah, votes huge. here in Hampshire. Ten thousand. He's. Le- yeah, I, I'd say it's more like five hundred thousand votes. <laughs> Chris Ryan is leaning back in his chair, yeah. miming miming a a marijuana cigarette because I mentioned the name John Hickenlooper and Colorado. Well, let me just tell you, the one only question I ever got asked when I went campaigning on ca- on campuses was, was, will you legalize marijuana? <laughs> That's, That's the only yeah. question any kid was ever interested we had, in. We had, uh, we, back- say yes to weed <laughs> and win the kids On vote. background, when we, uh, we interviewed Sununu and um, one of the questions about legalizing marijuana and the notifications when we had a video of him just like 10 seconds saying that he wasn't going to do it, it w- it blew up with vitriol unlike anything I have ever seen before. Like, you it know, was unbelievable. Let me just you, the whole marijuana thing is so crazy. It is, it is time. The state made a terrible mistake on its medical marijuana scheme. We could have made a lot of money on it, but instead... The state gets like fifty thousand dollars a year for for it. It's 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 nuts. They, but they need to like if you're going to do it, you need to buy in though. You have to have an infrastructure. You have to have a plan. You have to. And, and I'm fine with all of that. I'm fine with legalizing marijuana. But you can't just do it like Massachusetts. Uh, it, it's a mess because I, I know, I they know. did it as a referendum and they have no infrastructure no, for it. No argument. I mean, we have the state liquor stores. We have ways to. Right. We have ways. And to that's sell what Jeb Bradley it. said. Jeb we, Bradley's like, there's there's mechanisms there, in place for us to do it. There are mechanisms for us to do it. We'd make an awful lot of money as a state. It would. But plug, you have to have a plan. Plug a huge hole. So it's time to make a plan. Make a people. plan. And Governor Sununu is just simply backwards and regressive about it. It's come. And the, one of the most important things I want to say is, in the midst of an opioid crisis, the States that have legalized marijuana have shown a marked decline in uh, deaths from opioid overdose. And that's kind of counterintuitive, and that's Sununu's argument is that you can't do it in the midst of an opioid crisis, but you're right. The numbers indicate that, and a good amount of health professionals will also talk about wanting to use alternatives to uh, to opioids. And there's a lot of medication-assisted treatment out there. Um, which entities use in order to bring people um, off of drugs and try to keep them off of the more serious drugs. So it's kind of a 
you know, a counterbalance, so to speak, using marijuana and having individuals potentially addicted to that versus opioids. Okay. And rather the other. So here we go. That's, we, we, we've, we've solved that problem. But here are a few more important names before we close, because I don't know how much time I have left. How much time? You're you're pretty much shot here. I'm shot. Okay, so here we go. Vice President Joe Biden, if he gets in the race, he's probably a leading contender despite his age. He's leading contender. Everybody loves Joe. I love Joe. Uh, Joe's going to have to deal with a lot of the um, the Me Too type of stuff. Yeah, because uh, Joe's Joe likes to. Well, he, he, he's very friendly. He's and, jo- and I think he, I don't think that Joe Biden is malicious at all. I mean, he's he's touched me like on the shoulders and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and, like, what, that's he what he does. That's like, what, he, I mean, know, so we've, we've talked about that right. before. Joe's a hugger, right? But but he, that's it's a different it's a different time. Listen, it's a different time. But that's okay. Governor right. Deval Patrick. He's a he's a pretty strong guy. He's been out of the spotlight a lot. Though. I know. Senator Tim Kaine, I don't no. think so. Kamala Harris. She's in the Gillibrand category. Okay, now here's some crazy names I'm going to throw out and then we're going to stop. Ready? Okay. Nobody no comments from anybody. Oprah Winfrey, Alex Baldwin, Michelle Obama, Mark Cuban, Tom Steyer, Tom Perez, Mayor Bill de Blasio, California Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom, Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, and Washington Governor Jay Inslee. Was Gavin Newsom in a band? Probably. Gavin yeah, Newsom like, in like a, a 19... band. Bush, yeah. It was a Bush, yeah. There he was. He was in a, <laughs> yeah. was in a band. Okay. Yeah. That's it for us. It's Off the Record with Paul Hodes, brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. Join a tour. Celebrate life at the Birches. Call 224-9111. What a segment. Don't go away. We'll be back to talk with another exciting law-abiding citizen, Luke Bonner from the Rock On Foundation. Rock on, boys and girls. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Off the Record with Paul Hodes on WKXLAM and FM, streaming live over the internet and archived at nhtalkradio.com for your binge listening pleasure. Coming to you from our fabulous studios in the window at Concord Photo Service High Atop Concord's Main Street, where the crowds are so intense you have to push your way through to find one of the fabulous lunch spots. And I am brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community, designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. Join a tour, celebrate life at the Birches, call 224-9111. And I am joined by Mr. Rock on, Mr. Rockstar, the irrepressible Luke Bonner. Welcome to Off the Record. Thank you, Concord. Thank you, Concord. Yo, Concord, <laughs> we've been singing and dancing. You ought to see us here in the studio when uh, Lukey and I start doing that. We start tweaking and twerping, man. You know that Concord is happening. So, so it's it's getting close to rock on time. And uh, you are one of the people involved with the fabulous Rock On Foundation, one of the great, great efforts to bring together community and sports and arts and uh, and really help all kinds of uh, great causes. Uh, you and your brother, Matt, uh, have started this foundation. Uh, how many years have you been going? I've lost count. It's A uh, lot, right? So we technically filed paperwork very end of 2012 so we'll say 2013 we really started so yeah we're we're on uh fifth year 
Isn't there like some statistic there? Like we're no longer a startup or something like that? Oh man, listen, (laughs) I'm working on a startup. I haven't gotten to the starting line yet with mine. I mean, I just got my presentation ready to go and now I'm out looking for for people who want to buy in. But yeah, I mean, you know that what they say about small businesses in general is if you can survive three years, you're like, you're, you're there, you're up and running. So now we get to like retire and walk off into the sunset. Now Is that how it works? Oh, you enjoy your golden <laughs> sunset years. It's time for Medicare for foundations. <laughs> but not exactly. You guys got a lot to do. Yep. And there's a lot coming and there's a lot on your plate for this year. I just received an invitation, which I want to answer to invite me to a <laughs> fabulous event uh, that sort of kicks things off. It's a, a fundraiser for Rock On that will be at Revival with a, a fabulous dinner. Yeah. Um, that's that's a great kickoff. But what I'm curious about is how, where did the idea for Rock On start? I mean, what, what, was the, what was the motivation? What did you see that you thought you guys could do. Yeah, I think we saw a need uh, in in the state of New Hampshire specifically um, around this sort of stuff. Um, there, there's a lot of really great nonprofits in the state, right? And uh, we, I mean, I was in my mid-20s at the time, um, and we kind of found ourselves in a position where we could we could do something, right? What What is it that we wanted to kind of put, put our efforts towards? And you know, with a background in basketball and in athletics at such a level. Um, and also we had been kind of really into the music scene and art scene. That was like major influence on, on my life and, and on my brother's life. And it was like kind of a, a motivating factor for places we would go visit and where we wanted to live and stuff like that. Um, and we, That's because Concord has such a hot music yeah, scene. Yeah, it actually yeah. is coming along. Yeah, you and, know? and so we, we saw, I mean, there, there's like a, a real need. And I think it's in, in more recently, I think that the, the state and the general public are kind of catching on more so and really buying into kind of what we're doing and, you know, understanding that, you know, we're not throwing a party per se. We're, we're, we're bringing culture to the state and exposing people to, um, you know, all sorts of different experiences. And these are where you build strong connections with, with, uh, you know, the youth in, in the state and they all have fond memories of here and want to come back ideally. And we'll still be doing our thing. And maybe that's a reason for them to come back. Um, but basically, yeah, we, we've, we've been able to, to raise money, uh, through, uh, we, we've typically done a big event at NBA, NBA all-star weekend, which kind of, quickly became like one of the marquee events of of that weekend somehow um and who's so, gonna win the, who's gonna win celtics <laughs> Cavs? i have no idea um it's so two and two right? we're in we're in we're in new hampshire so i'm gonna say the celtics um yeah it's both series have been brutally awful games but somehow the series are locked up at two each yeah, and man, both of them crazy. so it's crazy uh, yeah because the celtics pounded them and then that first game in cleveland was just like sad i missed the <laughs> i missed the second game in Cleveland, but man, oh man, LeBron is not slowing down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've the the Cavs made some serious adjustments to uh, some of the Celtics' efforts to muck it up and throw kind of weird uh, defensive schemes at, at them. So yeah, curious to see how how that plays out. For whatever reason, you know, the Celtics are just 
on a whole nother level uh, when they play at home. So hopefully they can they can jump back out. You know, something you said really, really struck me. Um, you know, I mean, you know I'm an arts guy, cause I, and I've been an arts guy in lots of different ways. I've been a performer. I've started a record company. I mean, I'm, I've, I've been an arts guy. And, and the connection you made about sports and arts and community and a place where uh, young people especially want to stay and be and live and work is really something critical that I think a lot of people are just beginning to open their eyes to but but a lot of most folks haven't really thought about that um, because you know on the one hand you've got a state that is the second oldest state in the country and right next to our neighbor, neighbor, Maine, people are saying we need a skilled workforce. How are we going to keep young people here? How are we going to bring innovators, entrepreneurs, young people, young energy here? How are we going to keep people here? Um, and on the other hand, there's this slow recognition that people want to happen in place. That's, I mean, that's it. They want to be in a place that's happening, not a place that's dead. Yeah, and I, th- I, I mean – I think that there's a balance there. I think it's like a place with character, right? Really goes a long way. And um, Concord, I mean, specifically, it's been pretty unbelievable. The the, the shift in, the shift in the feel here is something serious, yeah, right? Yeah, um, we all feel it. I mean, yeah. and it's something that a lot of people locally were resistant to when the right. idea was first introduced. Hey, let me just tell you, when we started the Capital Center of the Arts back in 1990, now a long time ago, nobody thought we could do it. Everybody said, oh, no, Concord's a city in a coma. We can't do that. And we'll never raise the money. We'll never get it open. It took six years. We got it open. And now it's an institution. Absolutely. And now you've got Red River Theater. Yep. You've got the Concord Community Music School. I mean, just to name a few, you've got the Capitol Center and Steve Dupree looking at figuring out how to uh, turn the Concord, uh, old Concord movie theater into a multi-use venue yeah. that could have 400 people on the floor for rock concerts. Right. I mean, you know, and, and you've got this brand new Main Street. So, you know, something's going on here. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and really Main Street now is, um, it, it's, it's really unrecognizable, I feel like, from when I grew up here. Uh-huh. It, it, and, it, and it extends, you know, further south and further north, like all the way up to the Loudon Road intersection like that little block there, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff happening, and right. and uh, you know anecdotally, like I work in out of a, at an ad agency out of Manchester and Boston, and um, it seems like most of those people uh, that kind of live in Southern New Hampshire, when they're going for a night out now, Concord is like a serious. Like they all talk about coming up and going to Revival or going to isn't Chuck's that Barbershop isn't or going that to Whiskey and Wine and yeah, yeah, Barley yeah. House, and like like it's just. Something's going yeah, on. Some, something is, is happening, and um, I think, like, it's it's all these different elements, right, that kind of contribute to that. Um, and so, you know, one of our, our marquee community events is this Rock On Fest, which, you know, it take, as you know, it, it takes a lot <laughs> to put stuff like that on. Um, and so we're trying to kind of build something out that's, that's really unique and exciting for the city. Um, so it, it's free to attend. Uh, we, we, we have a, a basketball court that we build out. Um, that was gifted to us by the NBA. 
Um, so we build that out right in front of the state house. It's it's unbelievable. Like the photos from that. I don't know if you saw them last year, but like kids playing three on three with like like right in front of the beautiful state house. Like it's pretty incredible. This this glorious, beautiful building and property that I feel like most of us kind of take for granted. That more recently I've been kind of looking at it. Like wow, this is like amazing. It is and, an amazing yeah, place, and people like to go check that out. Yeah. Last year, I mean, we had we had some for our adult three on three tournament. There's a group of guys that came down from Toronto to play, um, and I like talked to him. I was like, "Oh, like, like, did you know this was like like Matt Bonner is involved? He played for the Raptors. Is that why you came?" And they they literally responded like, "Wait, Matt Bonner is involved?" And I guess they they just a? Were looking, Matt yeah. Bonner, a yeah, <laughs> they were just looking into like a three on three basketball tournament, and they had never been. They saw this one. They had never been to New Hampshire, so they thought it would be interesting to like kind of do a road trip and see this place that they'd never. Were they tall? They were actually. They, I feel bad though. They lost in the first round. Oh man! <laughs> um, did you play? I did not play. I, I uh, officiate and get yelled at and DJ on the side. Uh-huh. <laughs> but basically, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of created this. Uh, we kind of view it as like like uh, the summer counter to uh, un- unofficially the summer kind of counter to the the Black Ice tournament, which right, which is like right. an awesome community event that that really builds character within the city. And, you know, I mean, the the summer event has been held at a couple of different venues. For a couple of years, you were down at Memorial Field. Right? White's Park. White's yeah. Park. White's Park. Yeah. And, that, and last year, you were in front of the State House. Yep. Um, uh, the sound system was great. The band, I, I heard a great band there. Uh, forget the name. That's great, but <laughs> I forgot, forgot her yeah, name. Yeah, we, we had Photo Comfort, Laura Stevenson, Laura Stevenson and uh, Holly right. Miranda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean the the music was the music was the music was killer. One of the things that that I noticed and 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 would be how do we get a how do we get a bigger crowd? One of the one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on early to talk about this was to say Concord, you don't want to miss. The rock on event. I mean, the music is is happening. It was a beautiful night, and and it's a night that deserves to have, you know, like fifty thousand people <laughs> uh, out there on the State House Plaza listening to this yeah. really happening free free concert. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because in Concord, if something's free, people people won't show up. They <laughs> only show up if they got to pay for it. So I think we've. Um I think there's like a few factors there. One is just like time. This stuff takes time, right? You can't just like expect it to happen overnight. The, you know, Prescott Park has been happening for decades, right? And it's just like a known thing. And you'll go if you don't, you've never heard of the bands. You just know to trust it. So we're still working towards that kind of level of of recognition and trust. Um, People that do go every year seem to be like, holy cow, like I've never heard of these guys, but this is awesome. Um, uh, another another uh, piece that, that we're applying this year is just kind of uh, event flow, I think, is really important. So there, there, there may have actually been more people there last year than you realize, but with, uh, you know, where the stage was located, it's kind of tucked away at the State House. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, it's not like Justin Bieber where people feel like they want to go up and see them. Uh-huh. Like you can sit anywhere downtown and you could hear this yeah, perfectly. Right. Yeah. Um, the sound was amazing. Um, and so uh, this year we're actually, we're actually moving the stage. So we're going to have it in the street right by the clock tower. Oh, that's um, a good idea. So it's going to kind of enclose it a little bit more with right, the basketball, right, like right. being on the opposite end of the basketball court. 
And then we're also going to have a second uh, performance space in Eagle Square, which is right there. Um, and so that's going to that'll allow us to get more kind of uh, local involvement involved. So there's going to be uh, like a youth recital uh, earlier in the day. We're getting going to be able to get more uh, local acts involved. Oh. So and there's going to constantly be music. There's not going to be oh. a stop maybe stoppage. I to, maybe I ought to bring one of my geezer bands yeah. down. And so so we're 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 toying with with kind of the event flow aspect yeah. of it. Getting more um, people involved, frankly, sure um, helps as well. Um, Good weather is always uh, a contributing factor um, in just kind of longevity and repetition year over year of, uh, of people yeah, getting yeah, familiar yeah. with it and trusting it. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and, and just like another another factor is we, we, we intentionally kind of run this event, you know, slightly different than, um, than all, you know, some of the other great events that happen throughout the year. Um, where it's kind of they're kind of more strictly showcasing local talent. We're trying to do like a like a hybrid and, and bring in bands from New York and you know bands who play Lollapalooza and Coachella and those type of events. Um, and so part of that is I think there's an expectation uh, when we put the, when I put up a, a poster up right um, like in previous years if it says Laura Stevenson. That probably means nothing to a lot of people here. Um, in certain circles in Boston and New York and stuff, people know who she is and right. react and respond and know that this, oh, this is like actually Laura Stevenson. Yeah, right. um, but here you might just think like, oh, that's Laura Stevenson from probably who around here. Where? So we've decided to actually be a lot more kind of explicit with even our, our posters that are going to go up this year. National touring yeah. artist or yeah. major, major label. Well, that, that are going to, ha- like, we're going to have the exact times of everything, yeah. right? So so you can be at what you want to be at. And we have listed, you know, overcoats, like in parentheses, New York City. Like, so you know just kind of like yeah, it's, yeah. It, or what bands are from New Hampshire and, and so on and so forth. So you can, you know, look into them a little bit more. We're talking with Luke Bonner from the Rock On Foundation about what's coming up this summer and what Rock On is all about. This is Off the Record with Paul Hodes on WKXL AM and FM, streaming live over the Internet Archive at nhtalkradio.com and brought to you by the Birches in Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living facility designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. Uh, join a tour. Celebrate life with the Birches. Call 224-9111. Don't go away. We're going to be back with more with Luke Bonner on Off the Record with Paul Hodes after this. We're back. It's Off the Record with Paul Hodes on WKXL AM and FM, streaming live over the Internet, archived at nhtalkradio.com, and brought to you by the Birches of Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. Join the tour. Celebrate life at the Birches. Call 224-9111. We're going to welcome back Luke Bonner from the Rock On Foundation because it's all rock and roll to me here on Off the Record today. Man, you know, I I just, uh, I love music and I love events like Rock On puts on. Tell me, what kinds of organizations has Rock On been able to support over the years? Because you're putting in a huge amount of effort. You're putting on a big free community event. You've got the NBA involved. You and your brother are involved. You're working at this 
uh, a lot. I know how much of your time it takes up. You've got a you've got a <laughs> uh, a young family. You've got a job. I mean, and you're spending hours and hours and hours helping to make this happen. And it's all for really good causes. So I'm what kinds of. Uh, uh, who's been able to benefit from from some of the work you've done? Yeah, so um, this is like this is something that's been interesting. Even even chatting with some of our board members, we have a, a you know we have a few folks who are you know a little bit older and have been involved in a lot of other nonprofit organizations um, in all sorts of different spaces. And then we have some like young people who have never you know been on a on a nonprofit board before, um, and it's pretty interesting. Um, I think kind of our, our nature is to to downplay some of that stuff and not like talk about it as much. But we recently had a meeting and we were just kind of looking at the stuff and everyone on the board is like, man, this is great. Like we've, the cool thing about this is like, there's like actual like activity and it happens and you did something and you can feel good about it. Um, and so we've recently, you know, we, obviously big dreams and stuff. We've optimized kind of what we're doing. So we focus on this festival as like a community event, community give back. So that's like part of our programming. It does not make money. I can assure you that yet. Um, and then there's, uh, we, we operate. Uh, and, we, and you probably seek, do you get sponsors? Yeah, yeah. For we that? seek, we seek, uh, you know, local businesses to, to help support that and offset the costs of everything. Um, so, so that's been great. Um, and, and we're getting way better responses like year over year and people want it to happen and need it to happen for, for their own employees and stuff like that. Um, and so, so that's like one of our programs. And then we, we've done some municipality kind of improvements. So we rebuilt a, a basketball court at the Sheridan Emmett park in like lowest income neighborhood in, in, in New Hampshire in, in Manchester. And we now operate a, a free youth b- uh, basketball summer league there that is like programming that goes throughout the entire summer uh, for a couple hundred kids. Um, wow. And there's, it creates like a mini economy there even. Sure. So, so we, we hire a, we're able to hire a, a, a league director. Um, there's part-time kind of uh, foster the part-time uh, work for like little kids to do the scorekeeping um, and referee and stuff like that. So we're trying to build a little bit of responsibility. Entrepreneurial yeah. activity. Yeah. And so we do that in a partnership with uh, the Manchester Parks and Rec Department. And um, that's that's in memory of, uh, of, of Sam Carey, who's like a, a New Hampshire basketball legend who uh, tragically passed away uh, in, a, in a car accident. Um, and so we, we've kind of been doing that to keep his, his memory alive and celebrate his life. Um, and then beyond that, Beyond that, we've we've got a we do an annual grants program. So the the grant application window is from uh, I think February first to April fifth. So we accept uh, grant a- uh, applications throughout that time, um, and it's been great to see like that application pool has been increasing and getting more and more competitive year over year. Um, and so through that, that's where we have kind of an independent. Uh, committee that reviews those and again like a lot of we try to get a really diverse group of opinions and everything to, to kind of weigh in on that and they review all the applications in the spring and then allocate the the funds that we have available um, to organizations so um, we we helped fund like a Nashua Community Music School Music for All program um, and our grant was actually able to keep the program alive which like we were kind of blown away by and provided an entire school year of uh, free music lessons to Nashua uh, wow. students uh, who needed it. Um, and then, uh, we, we helped, f- we funded, uh, 
Great North Boys and Girls, or sorry, North Country Boys and Girls Club, their summer swim program. Um, as like a, so it's generally like sports and arts uh, programs. We bought an adaptive wheelchair for Northeast Passage that allows um, uh, people with mobility uh, dis- disabilities to be able to even like climb Mount Lafayette uh, and, and, and uh, veterans who have had injuries and aren't able to you know, walk and stuff. They're, they're able to utilize the, the equipment as well and go wow. for hikes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, there's a, a, a Soul City Dance. We funded a year's uh, after-school dance program in, uh, in, in the Rochester uh, area last year as well. Um, and so Concord Community Music School has won a grant. There, there's just been kind of we, we, when we started, it was more like we were playing Santa Claus, right? And we're like, oh, right, we made some money. Like, we're let's get rid of it and just kind of give it out to mm-hmm. different organizations. Right. Now it's been uh, in our it's a little more mature. More mature, and we have an independent, you know, committee that oversees it. Uh, Kim Murdoch does a fantastic job, um, kind of managing that uh, as a volunteer, and it's, it's it's been really it's really cool to you know be able to call people up and say, hey, do you want to? you know, be part of this committee and help, you know, give out some money to, to these really important programs. Well, what's clear is that you're having a statewide, a statewide impact. And, and when you support, uh, whether it's youth sports or uh, arts and culture or uh, adaptive wheelchairs for people with disabilities, you're building really important community connections. Um, there, there's a lot more. Obviously, I'm just yeah, going off the top sure, of my head too. Sure, I sure. Don't <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I mean, what I'm really impressed about is the way that things have grown, uh, the way the organization has matured, uh, and the way you uh, have been able to bring your vision into reality and really see it beginning to fire on all cylinders. So, uh, Luke Bonner, congratulations to you. We're looking forward to Rock Ons. Uh, 2018 event. August 10th and August 11th, right downtown. August 11th, downtown. People do not (laughs) miss this. It's really, really great. Luke, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me and thanks for all the kind words. Well, it's WKXL, AM and FM, Paul Hodes, Off the Record, brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community, designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, and other forms of memory impairment. Join the tour, celebrate life at the Birches, call 224-9 one 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 don't go away we'll be back to wrap up after this we're back it's off the record with paul hodes on wkxla and fm streaming live over the internet Brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community, designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. Join a tour, celebrate life at the Birches, call 224-9111. Well, what an interesting show it's been. Chris Ryan and I talked about all the presidential contenders for 2020. It's not too early to talk about that sweepstakes, people. I mean, there are so many names. You need a scorecard. There's enough for an entire NBA basketball league in terms of the presidential contenders from all over the country, senators, congressmen, governors, celebrities. Everybody's name has been mentioned. Everybody wants to take a crack at either Donald Trump or Mike Pence, whoever's left standing. 
uh, we you can't be sure. Um, you never know what will happen. But there's going to be plenty of Democratic contenders, certainly. And on the Republican side, a few people have already been making noises. And we had a great conversation with Luke Bonner from the Rock On Foundation. Luke Bonner and Rock On doing great work for communities, for arts and sports, for kids, for everybody here in New Hampshire, a really important foundation that's New Hampshire-born, New Hampshire-centered, and understands that arts, culture, sports, and community uh, and a happening place are what are going to keep and attract uh, new businesses and a skilled workforce and young people, all of which we need to do here in New Hampshire. So thanks for joining us. It's Off the Record with Paul Hodes on WKXLAM and FM, streamed live over the Internet, archived at nhtalkradio.com. Thanks to our sponsor, the Birches at Concord. Thanks to our listeners. We'll be back with more Off the Record with Paul Hodes next week. Thanks for listening.